This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion one verse at a time. Welcome to the One Verse Podcast. I am Jeremy Myers, your teacher for your podcast. This is the final episode of 2017, episode number 100. (laughs) Pretty excited about that. Made it to 100 episodes. And it is also our final study of the book of Jonah. I promise you I did not plan that episode 100 would be the final study of the book of Jonah, but it just worked out that way. And also our final study for the year. Anyway, pretty nice. In this episode, as we conclude our study of the book of Jonah, we are going to look at what the story of Jonah is all about. Is it about God's heart for all the people of the world? Is it about how God wants you to get involved in world world missions? No, it is not about either one of those things. Even though that is often the way you hear it taught in sermons and during the missions conferences... So in today's episode, final episode of the year, final episode of our study of Jonah, we're going to see what the story of Jonah is all about. And uh, hey, just as uh, just so you know, while this is the final study for this podcast on Jonah, I will be putting out a commentary on Jonah soon. And uh, to receive notifications about when the commentary is ready... All you have to do is join my online discipleship group by going to redeeminggod.com slash join. Uh, Those who are part of the group also get access to transcripts for the uh, studies on Jonah and my studies on Genesis as well. Uh, Those are available to people who are part of the the discipleship group as well. Anyway, to join, all you have to do is go to redeeminggod.com slash join, okay? And uh, get transcripts, get notifications for the commentary when it's out. Get access to all of my online courses, a whole bunch of other goodies as well. Discounts to bulk copies of my books, a bunch of other resources. Access to my private Facebook group. All all sorts of things. Okay, so anyway, go to redeeminggod.com slash join. We'll see you there. Now, let's get on with our final study of the book of Jonah. So as we saw last week in our final study of the actual text of Jonah, this is just the concluding study, the book of Jonah ends quite strangely. It ends with God asking Jonah a question, and then the story of Jonah ends. We do not know how Jonah responded. We do not know if he ever answered God's question. It's just a really, really strange ending. And because of this, some commentaries have thought that maybe we are missing a concluding chapter of the story of Jonah, or that maybe uh, the story of Jonah actually should have ended at the end of chapter 3. In fact, one of my commentaries doesn't even have a single word of explanation about Jonah chapter 4 at all. It just, uh, it explains all the way through chapter 3, and then that's it. Um, There's nothing whatsoever said in this commentary about Jonah chapter 4, because there's just, Jonah chapter 4 has this very strange ending. And if you think that Jonah is about God's, uh, you know, desire to reach the people of Nineveh or something like that, 
Uh, well, that's what happens at the end of Jonah chapter 3. So what is all this conversation about Jonah chapter 4? There's lots of confusion about this, all right? Um, and so, you know, if the book of Jonah is primarily about God's love for all the people of the world, as some think, then, then it should end at Jonah chapter 3, but it doesn't. The book of Jonah goes on to, have, to show this dialogue between Jonah and God. And by the way, Nineveh is barely mentioned in Jonah chapter 4. Okay, so it can't be necessarily about God's love for all the people of the world. Obviously, he loves all the people of the world, but this cannot be the main point of the story. All right, so as a result, some think that maybe the story is about Jonah himself, right? In this view, Jonah uh, is Jonah himself is sort of this nationalistic, patriotic prophet of Israel, and so God is on a mission to reach the heart of Jonah. Uh, Jonah believed that the nations of the world, other peoples of the world, were inferior to the Israelites, and especially the Assyrians. You know, Jonah sort of believed that God hated the Assyrians, wanted to destroy the Assyrians, and God wanted to show Jonah something different. And so some people think that this is what the story of Jonah is all about. Now, this is obviously definitely part of the story, but again, the problem is... We don't know how Jonah responds. The text says nothing about how Jonah answered God, whether or not God ever got through to Jonah's heart. We don't know that his thoughts and attitudes about the Assyrians ever changed. All right? Scripture, uh, it just doesn't tell us. And so here again, it is true that the book of Jonah was written uh, to Jonah to, to, to teach the, about the story of Jonah to teach us about God's mission to the heart of Jonah, but that cannot be the point of the story because otherwise the story would end with us learning what happened to Jonah. All right, so a third option is that some people think, well, it's not necessarily about God's heart for the world. It's not necessarily about God's mission to the heart of Jonah. Instead, it's about God trying to teach something to the people of Israel. And once again, though, the people of Israel themselves are hardly mentioned in the book, not really at all. And we don't know that the people of Israel ever changed their perspective uh, of what they've, how they viewed the Assyrians or the Ninevites. All right? Uh, so if this is the purpose of the story, why did it get placed in the Hebrew canon? Again, uh, again, there's no denying that this is a central part of the story. Uh, the, the, the story of Jonah was written to the people of Israelites and uh, primarily to teach them how God viewed the Israelites and how God's view was different from their view. Um, but since the Israelites are not mentioned and we do not know how the Israelites respond necessarily, once again, this cannot be, at least from our perspective today, the reason that the book of Jonah is in the Hebrew Bible, in, in our Bibles. So what is the story about? Why is the story of Jonah in our Bibles? What is the purpose of this story? If it's not primarily to reveal God's heart for the nations, if it's not about God's mission to the heart of Jonah, if it's not about God wanting to teach the Israelites something, then what is the story about? Well, we're starting to see already what it is not about, and maybe that's the place to start. The story is not about them. It's not about Nineveh, right? Them, they over there. It's not about Jonah, him, this proud, nationalistic, patriotic prophet. 
It's not about Israel, them, those Israelites who looked down their noses at other nations. You know, we're the chosen people. It's not about, quote-unquote, them at all. In fact, as we find ourselves sitting in judgment upon Jonah, as he sat in judgment upon Nineveh, we begin to sense a small little itch in the back of our minds that there is something strikingly familiar about this story. We can't really place our finger upon it, but we sense that it's there. Boy, this, this story sounds familiar. And somewhere along the way, you are likely to realize what the story of Jonah is all about. It's not about God. It's not about the Ninevites. It's not even about Jonah. Do you want to know what the story is about? The story is about me. The story of Jonah is about you. This is our story. In in the story of Jonah, God is truly is after a person's heart, but he's not after the heart of Jonah. He's after the heart of you and me. This is the key to the story of Jonah. The story has no official ending because God wants you and me to finish it. The story leaves us hanging at the very end, a little cliffhanger. God asks Jonah a question, and then Jonah doesn't answer it. Why? Because you and I are supposed to answer the question. God is saying, this is your story. How will it end? The unanswered question at the end of the story remains unanswered and is supposed to remain unanswered because we are supposed to perpetually ask ourselves how we would respond if we were Jonah. We're supposed to ask ourselves if we view other people the way God views them. The end of Jonah leaves us hanging because it asks the question, what about you? What would you do if you were in Jonah's place? What does God see in your heart? The story of Jonah, all along, we've been tempted in the story of Jonah to point our finger in judgment against them, against Jonah, against the Israelites, against the Ninevites, whoever it might be. But at the end of the story of Jonah, we realize it's not about them at all. It's about you, and it's about me. There's a perpetual tendency among God's people to think that only we are the objects of God's love, right? That God loves us and he hates them. God is on our side against them. Well, the book of Jonah challenges this entire way of thinking. And if we are to see anything at all in them, whoever they are, Jonah, the Israelites, the Assyrians, it's that they are loved by God and forgiven by God, and accepted by God, as much as we are, that they contain the image of God just as much as you and I do. It's not so much that they should repent, or even that Jonah should repent, but that you and I should repent. The book of Jonah is a little bit like the story that the prophet of Nathan, the prophet Nathan, told King David. Or maybe it's like one of Jesus' parables. Um, you know, the, the sting in the tail 
of, of the parables is it's not about them or what this, the disciples that Jesus is talking to. It's about you and me. And as soon as we put ourselves into the story and ask ourselves how we would respond, what we would say, what the story is saying to us, it's then that we begin to make sense of what the story is all about. In fact, this uh, final question in the story of Jonah is very similar to the final question Jesus asks, uh, or I should say, one of the characters asks in the parable of the vineyard workers in Matthew 20. There, uh, the, the, the vineyard owner asks, Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? This is the same story that God, or the same question that God asks Jonah in the story of Jonah. And essentially, is the same question that God is asking you and me. As we read the story, we find ourselves judging Jonah for his behavior and shaking our head at his self-righteous arrogance and attitude. And maybe we sort of relate with Jonah and we say, yeah, God should punish this wicked, bloodthirsty, evil, violent people of Nineveh. Okay? But it is precisely at the end of the story, when we're starting to sort of mock Jonah He loves the plant more than he loves the people of Nineveh. It's then that we discover the story is not about him at all, but it's about you and me. If the names and the places were changed, the story is about our ignorant, self-righteous attitudes towards other people. And truth be told, we are just like Jonah, aren't we? We're happy that God has delivered us from our deserved judgment, Uh, but we don't want the same sort of grace and mercy to be shown to our enemies. We think they should pay for their sin and wickedness and evil and violence. Just like Jonah thought about the people of Nineveh. Now, thankfully, God does not give us what we deserve. He extends grace instead. The point of Jonah, the story of Jonah, is that if God can extend grace to Jonah, if God can extend grace to us, then he can and will extend grace to our enemies as well. And once we realize that we are the main character in the story of Jonah, it's then that we begin to ask ourselves about Nineveh. Who is your Nineveh? You know, we could maybe ask different questions. Who is it that you hate? Who is it that you love? Who is threatening those you love? Remember, the Assyrians were threatening the Israelites, the people that Jonah loved. And so we could ask ourselves, well, who is threatening the people we love? Who is it that we think is the greatest evil in the world, the greatest sinners in the world? What do we think God should do with them? As we ask ourselves these questions, we discover that the people whom God loves and cares for, well, they might very well be the people we hate, the people we think he should kill and condemn and judge. All right? Here's the question that the story of Jonah asks of us. Who are you concerned about? And what is God concerned about? And do these two match? If not, then we better look into our hearts, because God's concerns do not change. And he's on a mission to change our hearts. The question is not, 
you know, where can God use me the most, but rather where can God change me the most? God's will is not necessarily a place, but a heart or a character. So who do you hate? And what does God want of you in regard to them? The real reason for the book of Jonah is not about God, you know, getting Jonah to love the Gentiles, as it is about God teaching you and I to love those people that we would rather hate. Right, so as we finish studying the book of Jonah, we're supposed to take a careful look into our own hearts. And I don't know who it is that you might hate. You know, is it, is it uh, the, the, the sexual immorality that we see all around us? That's been in the news a lot. All of these men who are, who are mistreating women, they're sexual predators. You know, maybe you hate them. Well, guess what? As horrible as their actions are, God loves them and wants to redeem them and rescue them from the ways they behave towards women. Is that your own actions and attitude and heart for them as well? Maybe you hate, I don't know, Muslim extremists, Muslim terrorists. Well, their actions, yes, are violent and hateful and evil, but guess what? God loves them just as much as he loves you and me. And he wants to rescue them and deliver them from their violent ways as much as he wants to rescue and deliver you and me from our violent ways that maybe we do not recognize. You know, so maybe it's the Republicans. Maybe it's the Democrats. Maybe it's the president. Maybe it's some senator or some governor or some local politician, or maybe it's your boss or a coworker, whoever it is that you hate, God is inviting you to view them the way he views them, which is with nothing but love and grace and mercy and forgiveness and as someone that is worth dying for. Because Jesus came to die for them as much as he came to die for you and me. So when we look at this world and we see that it's full of evil and we cry out to God saying, God, why aren't you doing something? He's saying, I am doing something. I'm sending you. You know, we are the hands, the feet, and the voice of God on earth. And God wants to do something about evil through us. He created us, raised us up, made us aware of this evil, and then calls us to rescue and redeem those who are caught in the evil. And we do this not by killing or destroying them, but by offering love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness, just as God has done for us in Jesus Christ. So, so look, what's the story of Jonah all about, just as I wrap up here? The story of Jonah is about me. It's about you. It invites us to look at the people in our world, in your world, in my world, that we hate that we think God should condemn and kill, and then recognize that God loves them, that they are his children, the objects of his love and grace and mercy, just as much as you and I are. It invites us, the story of Jonah invites us, to put the people we hate into the position of Nineveh, and then ask ourselves the question that God asks Jonah at the end of this story. 
Shall I not have pity upon them, great concern about them, as much as you had for that plant? They, there's 120,000 people in that city who do not know the right hand from the left. And besides that, what about all their cattle? You and I are Jonah. You and I are surrounded by Ninevites. And the story of Jonah is a challenge to us to recognize that God loves them. And then the question is, do we? The story of Jonah invites us to transform our heart to more closely reflect the heart of God. And especially the heart of God for our enemies. Because they are not the enemies of God. I know this is a challenge, especially when you think about the people you might hate or the people that you think God hates. The truth is God doesn't hate them. He loves them as much as he loves you. And he wants us to develop that heart of love for them as well. How will you respond? That's the question at the end of the story of Jonah. The question that God asks of Jonah there at the end, it's not answered because it's not actually a question to Jonah. It's a question to you and to me. How do we think Jonah should respond? Well, the answer to that question is how you should respond towards the people that you consider to be your enemies. So that's the story of Jonah. I hope you enjoyed this study. Uh, You know, thank you for listening all the way through. And again, if you want to get the transcripts for this study, maybe for personal use or a Bible study that you're leading or teaching or part of, something like that, they are available for free, absolutely free, to those who join my online discipleship group. And then I'm also putting out a commentary. Hopefully, I'm going to try my hardest to get it out next year in 2018, but we'll see. It's going to be a giant commentary. It's sitting at about 130,000 words right now, which is around 500 pages or so. Uh, So anyway, I'll see how quickly I can get that put out. Uh, But those who join the discipleship group will also be the first to learn about that commentary when it is published. And then also you'll be able to uh, buy paperback copies at a a super great discount, about 50% off, something like that for your Bible study or group, small group study, something like that, if you'd like. So anyway, to join the discipleship group, get access to the transcripts, hear about the commentary when it comes out, and a whole bunch of other goodies, such as the free online courses. All you need to do is go to redeeminggod.com slash join. All right, we'll see you there. Now, again, once again, a reminder, I'm taking the rest of the year off from the podcast. There will not be any new episodes in 2017. We will be back in 2018, and I'm sorry, I do not yet know what we're going to study next. If you have any suggestions, um, feel free to send me an email, leave a comment on Facebook or on my blog about it. I'll see it there. Contact me through my uh, face, uh, from my, my blog at redeeminggod.com if you have suggestions on what we should study. I'm sort of thinking about the Sermon on the Mount uh, or, or something else. I'm not quite sure yet. So we'll see. Join me back here in 2018 as we pick up with whatever we are studying next. All right, enjoy Christmas and your new year. And as always, now and into the future, keep following Jesus wherever it is he leads. (laughs) 